Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. Feral Audio. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. My name is Jacob Dab. My name is Kevin Borman. My name is Phil Esquire. My name is Dash Math. My name is Ben Jacoby. My name is Force Majeure. My name is Casper Dantian. My name is Source Majest. My name is Mayan. Sam from China. My name is too slow to pronounce. 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 You can't get it cause it's too slow. You couldn't say it if you wanted to. My name is goddamn too slow. It would have taken an entire episode to pronounce my name. That's right, the ultimate best podcast superstation radio blast you've ever been a part of in your whole fucking life. Remind Tina to get some baby wipes at Target before she comes home. There's nothing worse than being home with Tina when she don't have no more baby wipes. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> 
Okay, here's the deal. Uh, you're listening to a great new episode here, Pushing the Wind. I'm really happy you're here. Um, sorry if there's some sort of a phasing going on. It's just it's in a phase and phaser. We can't take it off much the same way you could take off a blazer. We can't do that. You're going to have dinner with your spouse. You're going to have dinner with your agent. You're going to have dinner with your, your dame, your client's date, your ward. You're going to have dinner with your ward. You can take your blazer off if you ask permission, but I can't remove this effect because it's just it's been bonded to the to the to the drip zone. We're in the drip zone. Hi, yeah, uh, uh, hello, hello, Kennedy, are you out there? Megan, how about you? Where are I'm trying to find my my brother Megan. Are you? Can you help me? Are you a drip sore? I cannot help you. I am bonded to the cave of night. To seek refuge, you must get outside the cave. I cannot speak to you in the drip environment, as I am a drip slave. Oh no, a drip slave? Oh no, I'll never find Kennedy and Macon in this slave filled with drip slaves. I mean, a cave filled with drip slaves. Oh no, oh no. It's getting drippier. It's getting drippier. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, here's it's for real. It's me, it's Johnny, it's for real. Sorry about that. It was not a real thing. That wasn't a real thing just now. I'm not in a drip cave. Um, it's just a drum machine that's being run through an effects box that causes reverb. Oh my god, you got me. God, you got me good. You got me deep. You got me. I mean, did I pull a hood over your eyes or did I pull it on mine? Either way, either way, happy to be here on this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Thursday. Uh, so good to be here here on Twisting the Wing with Johnny Pemberton. It's the podcast you're currently listening to. A uh, really exceptional musical episode here for you today. It's a real, it's a real tone thief. <laughs> also, uh, I've got, yeah, a lot of music for you in store. Just to, just to check in and touch down the Delta Dream of sorts. I will be traveling uh, quite exclusively and frequently coming up here in these months. If you're on the Arabian Peninsula uh, from the time of March 11th to the 22nd, uh, just you know, take a look at my website and see where I am. I'm also all over the goddamn place in Los Angeles all the fucking time. But that's that's here. That's neither. That's actually here. And neither there. This is just here. Uh, also, you can check out things that are happening, upcoming outs, outward bound events, such as um, the Tree Tour, which I'm arranging up coming here soon with the help of another botanist. When I say another botanist, that sounds like I'm a botanist. I'm not a botanist. It's a tree tour. It's a tour where I take you around to the Elysian Park and we talk about trees. And it will soon be made into a TV show as well. It's just, you know, because everybody likes trees, right? Do you like trees? You're sure, you're sure as shit better like trees. Uh, if you don't like trees, then, then then I've got nothing to please you with. So, Or you know what? Maybe if you don't like trees, you should come on this trip because you'll learn about, hey, I thought I didn't like trees, but now I do. And then if any time someone is swayed, I always have to talk like this. Right, 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 Other big things we still have some twisting the twisted twist, twist, we still have some twisting the wind t-shirts available on the feral audio site these are the last ones homies listen homies these are the last ones there's only a few left you better get it now I think that the um the count 
the stock count listed on the drop down menu there, which you can pay for in any sort of region, is incorrect. And we have less than we do we have. But uh, if by some reason there's this weird overlap where you and someone else in Jacoby uh, branches, uh, branches click the uh, uh, same t shirt at the same time, and forever, for, for whatever reason, twist of fate reason, it goes to the Broncos chance instead of going to you, you will be refunded. Or we can, um, you can just say, "Hey, keep it," and I'll get I'll get you in the next round because we'll, there will be a second round of limited edition. <laughs> I only do limited edition, <laughs> so that's how it is. So the twisting the wind T-shirts that are currently available are only available now. Will never be available again. You fucking ca. <laughs> I want to say a non-word, but ca sounds so much like cock. I don't want to call, call you cock. That's a dumb one. You. You, you fruit and jam. <laughs> Did you, uh, you call me a fucking jam? Yeah, man. Uh, J O M, jam. It stands for um, jumping on, jumping on mothers. Don't do it. Okay, so get those T-shirts. Get them. Get one. You deserve it. They're be- they're beautiful. They're brilliant. They're custom designed by Super Secret Powwow Illustrations. I love them. And I, you know, I wouldn't put it out if I didn't like it. I really do. And it's kind of come with another. Custom, maybe not not as limited, but limited in this format. Twisting the wind with Johnny Pemberton sticker. It's an illustration of the very famous moniker of this show: "Hands on the Branch." It's hands on the branch. Hands on the branch. Hands on the branch. It's a very special thing. You should probably get it. Why you can't? It was if you don't get it soon. You want people to take advantage of sticking it on your motorbike and riding around downtown Main Street with all your buddies and throwing ice bombs at them. What you do is you take a regular birthday balloon and you fill it up with water. Take that birthday balloon and you fill it up with water. And then you put it in the freezer. Probably might take a full day or more because it takes a long time for water to freeze. So when it's that large of a mountain, you want to make sure your freezer is working pretty well. You put it in there. And so it's like a, it's like a, large, it's a large balloon. It's a birthday balloon. Yeah, it's about the size. about almost a foot around. Maybe the circumference. The circumference is probably about a foot and a half. It's pretty large there. You know, it's the size of like a big person's head. Like if a person had a really big head, it's like, oh, my head's too big. I can't wear any hats. That's a big one. And you put that in the freezer, and then once your freeze is solid, you take off the balloon compotion of it, comport, comport, comportment of it. You take off the balloon quotient. You take off the, com- the you take off the balloon compart the component of it. And you have this naked ball of ice that looks beautiful and shimmering and smooth. And you can take that anywhere, especially in the summer. It's best in the summer because it's like, what is this ice doing here? Why is this ice here in the summer? So you go to some place like an Applebee's, right, that has the window facing the parking lot of the mall where you live or something similar to that. And what you do is you, 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 you walk up to that. You walk up to that. Um, you walk up to that window where the people are sitting there eating. Maybe it's like 6 o'clock, it's happy hour on a Thursday or a Friday. Something was, there's people, they're people, they're engaged, okay? They're, they're in the moment. You walk up to that window and you hold the ice bomb above your head. It's going to be cold. It's just going to be part of the experience. It's going to be cold. It's going to be really, it's going to hurt, actually. If you want, you can wear some gloves or maybe have a rag on your hand, but I suggest doing it bare. Or you might want to have, have a rag just so you don't drop it. So you walk up to that window, stand about 10 feet away, and you look slowly, you pan your eyes along that window, you make eye contact with everybody. You look at them all, and eventually they'll start to look at you, because they're like, why is a guy standing outside wearing a, a sequin jumpsuit 
and holding a, a large gl glittering glass-like ball above his head with a serious face looking at all of us as we're having our Appetino Towers here on a Thursday happy hour at Applebee TG McFriday fuckers. And what you do is after they make eye contact, you get the most attention you can, which probably takes about two minutes at the most, you take that ice bomb and you dismiss it ceremonially. By that I mean you just toss it to the ground. You don't throw it to the ground. It's heavy. It will carry itself down to the ground. And when it does, it will go... It'll make a, a loud smashing sound that sounds like glass smashing. And they will all look at that and they'll just be, what in God's name was that, Tony? I don't know, Martha. And then you walk away, you get back in the car you came with with your buddies and everybody's laughing. And then what happens is those people have a story. They'll have the rest of them. They'll be like, oh my God, we went down to Apple McBuggers there and I was having Appetinos with Tony and next thing you know, right now I was biting into one of those mozzarella sticks. It was pretty hot, but I was biting into it though. Uh, I look over and there's this young man. He's got a ball of ice over us holding it up in the air and he dropped it on the ground and just shattered. I thought it was glass for a minute, but it turns out it's just ice in the summer. That's weird. Where do you get ice in the summer like that? I don't know. We don't know any ice lakes around here. It's hot in the summertime here, you know. So that's what happened. Um, pretty crazy, huh? God, I don't know if they should have been arrested or not. Either way, it was a fun night at the Apper, Apper Mc, a, Apple Fucker McDoobles. Uh... Okay, this is all I've got to say, then I'm going to get down to the meat of the heart of the episode. You're listening to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. All three of those things are easy to do in under a minute's time. Uh, if you want to leave a review, that might take longer because you're going to want to call up some sort of parts of your body and brain that are like, hey, how can I how can I best describe this thing I like so much? And that's okay. Anything that's difficult is good. Effort. But don't expend too much effort. Don't try to make it good. Just do it. It's okay. Do that. Buy a goddamn t-shirt because they're really good. And, uh, I can only wear two of them at a time. And do that. And then listen to this episode here with a great guest. This is a live and studio podcast that I've never done this way before. And there's probably maybe only about 20, uh, 21 episodes of Twisting the Wind left before it becomes something completely different. I know that's, I've talked about this before, but I made a decision. I'm only going to do 100 episodes of this podcast in this current incarnation. I move on to something a bit more inflexible. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> okay, honey. Listen to my beats as I ride away.
my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Twisting the Wind. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is a this is an unorthodox intro right now. Courtesy of the charades, Dumbhead, produced by Joe Meek. Listen to the rest of it. This is not a PC song. Yes, yeah. not. Uh, welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. I have a special guest today with me is John Nielsen. You say it, John Nielsen? Nielsen? Yeah, that's right. Not Nelson. Nope. Not Nolson. Not uh, it's Nielsen. John Nielsen uh, is a musician from uh, Minnesota. Are you from Minnesota? I'm actually not. No, you're not from Minnesota. Where are you from? No, I'm from uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Rapid City. Yeah, that's like the old West, right? It is. There were yeah. standoffs there, weren't there? Oh yeah, standoffs. Uh, Shootouts, stand-ins. Did they have some yeah. stand-ins back then? Yeah, occasionally. Back was it? A, was it a hotbed for the uh, weather under? <laughs> a hotbed for '60s activism? Uh, Rapid City. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I can believe it. Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> Got it. It was not. Not not exactly. No. That's fine though. Uh, John's here because he's in town, and we know each other from Minnesota for mutual friends who've been on the podcast before. I.e., Steve Ernest, Phil Johnson, Patrick Leon such folks and this is just a perchance uh you know cosmic ray meeting and we're listening to, listening to some joe meeks here joe meek joe always say yeah. joe, people always say joe meeks i think i say joe meeks but it's joe meek yeah yeah you're a you're a big joe meek fan aren't you i am yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah became an obsession for a while for really sure. absolutely when did it when was it an obsession most uh, um it was a few years ago um so do you know a lot about him uh, a fair bit. I mean, right. I definitely, yeah, I mean, I got fascinated with the music first, and then right. the story is every bit as fascinating. I don't think I know the whole much of the story, really, uh, about him at all, actually. I just know some, some things that people have told me about his weird way of recording. Like, he had this apartment that he had, yep. he sort of made into a studio, and he had he insisted on playing the bass drum a lot of times with things. Yeah, yeah uh, like, uh, with, like, his, there was a shower. Mm-hmm. Like a fiberglass shower that he used, um, almost predominantly for a majority of these, yeah, recordings right. from uh, at such and such time, to, like spanned over several years. Of oh, the fiberglass shower bass yeah, drum was pretty much the only sound producing the bass drum sound. On, Weird, because you don't recordings. doesn't sound exceptionally different the bass in there. Do you think? Yeah, I, I mean it's. It has a tone, though. Right. It has a specific sound. I guess maybe. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I haven't listened for it, but I was never. I was always. I'm always been so busy listening to other parts of the music that I feel like. Yeah. Any sort of, you know, what's that thing they, they say about editing? If you see it, then it's bad. I feel like maybe that's the case with the. Uh, the if you're hearing, like, oh, that's an exceptional bass drum. Yeah, it might sure. be taking you out of it. But well, that's yeah. kind of what I like about the recordings yeah. you made because they're so murky. Yeah. That it's. I mean, everything blends together. Into this just paste. It's like a blast paste. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so fucking good. I can't recommend that stuff enough. It's like a thing where... There's the, yeah, the album that... Um, the one I got into was that one that Mississippi put out. The I think it's called The Strange and Occult World, The Eccentric and the Occult World of Joe Meek. And it's all... It's just... He's, how, many, how many things did he produce? Like probably a couple hundred tracks at least, right? Uh, it's Maybe more. more. Way more than that. It's like thousands? thousands. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't thousands realize that. Thousands of okay. Yeah, for sure. Jesus. Um, do, you have, do you have as much influence on all of them as he did the ones that we like, the, the uh, big ones? I Yeah, I think he did. I mean, I, he kind of pioneered the uh, the modern music producer role. He did? Okay. Um, I, you know, kind of before 
Yeah, a lot of the stuff he was doing was really controversial. Uh, really? Uh, in his personal life and uh, and just with, with the sounds. What was in his I mean, personal life that was crazy? Uh, well, he was a homosexual. He was, okay. And um, Controversial. Especially, especially of the time. In England as well. Too. Yeah, right. Which right. is, I suppose, I don't know if it's more controversial there or less, or probably equally, but different, in a different way. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Hated in a different way. Yeah, the story yeah. of the UK, <laughs> and and he was, you know, I, I mean, undiagnosed, but people have speculated that he was a paranoid schizophrenic really? as well. Okay, that, um, that makes sense. Yeah, but you know, really unorthodox methods, you know, using distortion when that was oh. really something that was not. Yeah. Good. Uh, it's like some of those Alan Toussaint records from the '60s, those ones in New Orleans, where he has the stuff. The whole, the whole goddamn track is run through what sounds like a, like an echo box or something. I'm like, what the right. hell? Is, it sounds amazing, but it seems really, like, uh, seems like someone would be, what the fuck are you doing to my song? Like, yeah, it sounds really good this way. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I mean, there's, there's certain, there's a couple Joe Meek recordings of like this jazz group, and I read an account from from their perspective mm -hmm. and they heard the playback after they played this song and you know it's like a a typical jazz combo right. like five piece or something you know and and they play it back and all of a sudden all you can hear is this really muffled sounding guitar <laughs> and a really distant saxophone and then just like this, like it sounds like somebody's kind of just like tapping a marble on glass, you know, or something. Like a toy drum. And it just, just it, tiny. yeah, it, it just, it sounds, you know, it sounded absolutely nothing like what they played. Yeah. And they were, you know, really upset about it and ended up being somewhat of a hit. Really? What, do you know what track that um, was? I feel like that it's, gosh, you know, I'm terrible with remembering names. Yeah, it's hard. Um. The Moon no. Trackers. It's that, not the Tell no. Stars. The, the, tor the Tornadoes, that's a different sort of band. Yep. That was kind tornadoes. of the house band yeah, that's that he had. that's the big one. That's the big one. Yep. And that one as well uh, mm -hmm. had the same kind of response from the musicians that played it. Really? Uh, they got yeah. done and, you know, one of them said, well, we just cut the biggest piece of shit <laughs> that we could have. This is great. It's so funny how that works as you think about so many things and you have to be... I don't know, it's so easy to, to judge things a certain way. I guess it's all based on their ex your expectations of it, because they expect a certain thing, and, and they don't get it. So it must be, oh, it must be bad, because it didn't happen right. how we thought it was going to happen. There's that one song, I think it's the, uh, it's a John Layton band that he was producing. That is, I think it's, well, the Blue Rondo's Little Baby, for me, I've listened to that song over and over oh, yeah. and over and over again, and it's something about it. It's just like, it's a, what, what a weird mix of, uh, of genres. It's like this genre. I, it's, it's like its own genre. The genre is take drugs in the Southwest or something like that. Yeah. That's what it should be called. We should we should listen to that real quick because I have it here. Yeah, this is the Blue Rondos, which I think is John John Layton is singing in there or something, right? Because it's the same voice as the ones that are. Um, that one is Mike. Uh, Mike Berry or something? Mike Berry, he's singing. Is, is that who it is? I don't know. I mean, all I know is it's the Blue Rondos. It's, yeah. They're, they're, it's hard to find some of the crediting of some of these things. They're kind of buried. Yeah, well, some of the stuff he would just make up names for these right. people, too. Yeah. So it is really convoluted trying. Right. Yeah, there are, uh, you know, multiple 
artists that are the exact same person that he would rebrand and relabel as somebody completely different. It's like literally a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like I mean, by, and he by design. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's hear this. is a little baby by the Blue Rondos. So good. Here it comes. It's going to be really good. Once this spools up. Just being on a horse, like riding into the sunset in the great Southwest. Ugh. Yeah. Just yeah. Kill me dead. <laughs> uh, so that was the, the Blue Rondos, the little baby. That's a Joe Meeks production from, I guess, probably the, the height of the goodness, right? Yeah, definitely. Ugh. Man, there's something about that shit. Yeah, I don't know. There's a few artists where I listen to them and I, I feel like I just want to listen to that genre and have a to have like a special technician to medicate me like for hours and I, as i sit in a hot tub looking out over the uh, the elevated snows of flagstaff or some shit like that you know what i mean it's like the ultimate music in terms of just like uh downloading uh i don't know pleasure as far as the whatever little little sack of fluid in your brain that spews out the cuz yeah it's not all music i feel that way where i get the you just listen to it you just hear this it just, it just draws something out of your brain. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, every yeah, every track of the Joe Meek stuff is 
It's just kind of mysterious sounding to me. Just yeah, like, it's got a spookiness to it. Yeah, how it happened. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I really want to know. I know there's no way to know, but it's that's yeah, kind of what I like about it. It's that it's the air that was that time period when there was uh, it was in the fifties and sixties. So there's all these movies on all these uh, shitty, low budget, spooky alien monster movies. It's kind of got that tinge to it. And there's also like yep. the, the kitsch of uh, the Amer of Americana, that which is sort of I guess it's tied in with the Southwest because Americana is a lot about traveling and your and your uh, your um, recreational vehicle and you know, eating uh, bright colored foods and things like that yeah uh, it's so weird how it's i don't know there's something about that it's, you can't really pin it down but i guess there's this guy charles phoenix who lives in la i think he's still around i mean he is sort of this connoisseur of that type of culture like americana like tiki um it's all kinds of things he wrote a book about it but he he's sort of like i feel like as a uh Almost like a Joe Meek type character, I feel like in a way. He's huh. a you know very flamboyant gay man who dresses uh, to a T, like everything all the time, and he, he's very outspoken in terms of everything he talks about as far as like cultural things of that era and just how. So it's like, it's like that weird thing where it's terrible, but also you love it. It's this. It's like that. I guess that's what kitsch is, isn't it? To some extent, I don't. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Kitsch yeah. is hard to describe. I suppose you need to be a philosopher to describe it. Yeah. But we I didn't know. start here today to talk about Joe Meeks. This is we just sort of fell into this by accident. We were just talking about what are we talking about? How was oh, because I was playing it when you came in, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But I really wanted to have you here to talk about your music, which I'm a huge fan of and wanted to play on the podcast for a long time. You have a band called Fortified Five. That's okay. the current group, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the greatest band names of all time because it allows you to be just numbers, right? Four, two, five, five. Uh -huh. But also fortified, like fortified with vitamins, five. Yeah. It's just ground. Or, or four to five, five. <laughs> four to five, five. Yeah. Which, is, which would be like... One member is kind of hard to, to pin down sometimes. Yeah. So if oh, he's gone, four to five. then it's just the four to five. Oh, that's great too! Uh, wow, it's so it works so many different ways. Yeah, fortified five. Uh, yeah, and, I, and you gave me a couple when I saw you in Minnesota. It was like a year ago. You gave me some tapes, and I just blasted them. I have this car; it has a tape player in it now. Got it about a year ago, so I can listen to them. And I just was blasting them, hardcore blasting them. And uh, that's something I fucking love. Is that um, I think we should just play a song. I should play a song from that album first, just so people know what we're talking about when I'm talking to you about this stuff. I want to play this track. My probably my favorite track on the album is uh, "Buns Hold'em," <laughs> which is to me is like such a great title of a song because the title is "Buns" and in parentheses it's "Hold'em," <laughs> like like uh, okay, hold on, hold on to your buns. I suppose is that the idea behind that? Um, yeah, yeah, or you know just. You know, it's it's open to interpretation, but I mean, it's it's limited. Um, okay. You know, it's either holding on to your own buns or holding on to somebody's or having somebody else hold on to yours. Buns, because buns is such a great word where buns doesn't get used a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah, buns. I Yeah, I really like the kind of, uh, I mean, I really have an immature sense of humor. Okay. Um and Which I, is, I really like cute names for, for things. Okay. Especially when I think of them as being dirty things. Yeah, like calling a dildo like uh, like, like Jimmy or something. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. That's maybe, I don't know. I see what you're saying, though. Like calling, calling, things that are, calling things cute that are not cute, really. 
Um, I'm gonna, we're going to play this song. Is, is there anything people should know about the song before they hear it? They should just hear it. Um, uh, well, it was a pretty fun song to make. Um, I did it at this uh, place that was in Minneapolis for a while called Medusa. Okay. Um, I've been there. Medusa. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I think I, I saw one of the last shows there, I think. Well, I met one of the last, but I yeah. saw the last time the uh, Skull Kodiak played there. Okay. That place was crazy. That place was it like was. a real, that's what, when you think of a, a sort of a, a dive punk place that's, you can do whatever you want that also sounds great. That is like, it yeah. was like the epitome of the. Of that type of a venue, they're very they're very rare now. I feel like because like, totally people were scared of litigation. Yep, I mean I feel like yeah, th- they exist quite a bit in in Oakland. I've found, and I'm sure they do other places. Right, but um, Superior, Wisconsin, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's yeah. half a one there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that place was amazing. It was really good. I I lived there at a time when. It wasn't quite as disgusting as maybe the time you went there. Yeah, it was... It really went downhill it for did, a while. okay. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, there was carpet in it at one point. Got it. And and then soon after, it became completely saturated with everything. beer and everything else. Yeah. yeah, all sort of human things. Uh, and then, you know, it just became inhabitable after, really? after that. What's but um, there was this keyboard or organ there, okay. like a really cheesy organ. Um, like from the 80s, maybe? Or uh, probably from the 80s. Could have been 70s, hard to tell. Right. It was called the Fun Machine. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe seen you've seen that, yeah. I've actually, there, uh, years ago, I remember there being in the Tallahassee Mall, when I went to, I was where I went to college years ago, there was a, a, re, there was a retail store. I'm pretty sure this is it. Maybe this is, this might have been even earlier than this. might have been when I was a little kid in Louisiana. But I remember seeing a retail store for organs in a mall. And that's definitely one of the preeminent models they have is the fun machine. It's got the the little colored letters, right? Fun yeah. machine. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely seen that more than more than once. Yeah. And yeah. been like, this is a, this is a relic, man. <laughs> yeah. This is a relic from a, this is a, a, from a different time when people like, oh, you get an instrument so you can entertain the family. It's a thing. At a time when they yeah. actually had stores that were just full of organs yeah <laughs> yeah an organ store <laughs> in a mall yeah so they have one of those there yeah and that thing i mean it delivers the name does not lie it does not lie in terms of it, fun it was absolutely i mean i sat down had never played the thing and mm-hmm. i'm terrible at keyboards you are okay. i mean um so it was kind of it was a miracle that anything came out of the thing that was good. So that that's that's sort of where you wrote this album on. Uh, actually, just that song in particular. Okay. Um, uh, recorded there, and it was on a tape that I had been using to record some live shows. Okay. Um, so there's actually a, a few other musicians on this one. Um, just you know because it was an artifact of right. what, the recording that was previously on there. Um. And I, that, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Because uh, I got to put them on this recording without them saying it was okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so art, it was on the tape already, yeah, on the four yeah. track you were yeah. recording Yeah, and I on. just thought it kind of, it's like all the kind of weird sounds that you hear. Uh, there's saxophone and drums and stuff, and then some backwards uh, vocals and guitar. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it in depth. This is a perfect little pop song. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my Martha Stewart style intro. Here we go. Buns hold them. Mm-hmm. 
Great intro. I love it. Hold'em. That's from Fortified Five. That's Fruity Francois on the Fortified Five. Yeah. Such a great song. There's some of all the songs in here. I'm trying to remember the one I, other, some of the other ones I like so much, too. This is, is this a concept album of sorts? It kind of is, right? Uh, no? I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't say that necessarily because I don't really have a concept really? behind it. But it does, the songs do kind of, uh, they do transition into each other, kind of. Some of them do, don't they? They kind of just... Yeah, I mean... I kind of just like that about records sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I always anticipate the next song of records a lot of times. Right. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. I always, I mean, I really love um, We're Only In It For The Money. Okay. I was just about to say, I hope I, don't, I hope you don't resent the comparison of a Frank Zappa because it's like I feel like it's there I, in a way yeah. that I that I don't I think I've ever heard a modern record that sounded that, like that in the same way that wasn't Zappa. Huh. What? That, yeah, I think that's cool. Well, yeah, I think it's amazing because that stuff. Well, that's the other thing about this that kills me is that the the tone of this whole record sounds like it's old. It sounds there's parts of this. There's some song in here that reminds me of like a George Harrison song from. Uh, Huh. From the you know what's his big album the big uh, the big double one all things must oh, pass yeah yeah I think that's it, it sounds like a track from there but it's I think it's the guitar your guitar tone or something is just so so good that it's not, I don't know it's it, it, the way it's recorded but you, the way you recorded it, it was pretty it's all on old equipment okay um, is it just that is that all it, it is you think could be I mean I listen to a lot of old music okay um, I mean I kind of I don't know it's like I listened to a lot of current music for a while. Right. Getting into music. And what then, kind of stuff did you listen to that was more current? Um, 
you know, lots of like DC punk music. Okay, like like a uh, fugazi. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, you know, st- stuff like that. Right. Um, and then you know, then I just started discovering older music, and then just have kept going back and back. And yeah. sometimes I just get overwhelmed with how much great stuff there's already been that I oftentimes forget about anything that's happened now. It's super overwhelming. It's a thing where when you find something new that you haven't heard of that's older, it's just like, how can this be? Yeah. How can this be? This is so good, and it's it's old, and I've never heard of it, and this person's died, got murdered in 1991. You know? yeah. It's like a thing where, yeah, it's, it's crazy overwhelming, but it kind of just, I guess it goes back to the thing where... Maybe that's always happening, you know, all the time. It just, right. there's just, um, also a lot of it I feel like has to do with where you are when you listen to something. There's certain times I feel like I, I hear things in a certain way and I don't, I would have, would have missed it if I listened to it a different way. Sure. Yeah. It's like, I feel like a lot of times stuff I hear, if I don't hear, if I hear it in the car, it resonates more. Or if I hear it when I'm listening to records with like two or three friends when we've been, you know, drinking and smoking a little bit, it's like some of you hear it. Like you wouldn't otherwise, and right. I I have written off Steely Dan. I mean, well, up until about a year ago. Did Steve do it to you? Uh, he didn't <laughs> he actually. Didn't. He did it to he me. Tried. He, he tried. He really tried. Oh, he tried hard. I bet too. Yeah. And it's probably sometimes that kind of hurts actually. Yeah. You have someone selling you on something so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and then I made the mistake of comparing it to like. Uh, Super Tramp or something. Yeah, it's and it's then uh, yeah. Well, then yeah. I then I realized it was. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know. He played one record like Royal Scam or something. I thought yeah. it was okay. And then uh, and then I took a trip and just listened to it. You know, like four times in a row. Yeah. While driving, and then I was like, oh, okay, you know, this band is okay. And then I heard Gaucho thought it was terrible. Uh-huh. I was like, this is the worst thing I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Yeah. And then I listened to that six times in a row on a road trip, and then it was like my favorite record ever. Yeah, it's weird how, how the, the best things don't hit right away, uh, but the things that are the worst are like, you're right away like, ah, this is great! And you're like, oh, this fucking sucks now. There's something about that. That's why I feel like that's a that's a problem with modern music is that I don't think it's the problem with music so much, but it's the way the way we consume it and the format we consume it in. Yeah. Doesn't lend itself to rediscovery because it's so disposable that if you don't like it right away, it's easy to to not to, to yeah, it's easy to lose it or because it doesn't really if you have a record or you have something that's physical, it's easy to find it again, literally, like literally find it. Or if you have it just some other way, it's, it makes it easier to rediscover something. But that's the, yeah. with digital stuff, it's hard to... Well, and there's no commitment either. I mean, yeah. it's like you don't really have to like go look for something, buy it, right. take it home, put it on something and play it. Right. And like focus. I mean, you can just type it in, anything you want to hear, Yeah. no matter what type it in you hear it it doesn't sound good immediately then it's written off and right. gone mm-hmm. um, and there's no commitment to it you don't have to you didn't have to pay anything for it yeah so it's or if you did pay something for it maybe you don't really care about the what you paid for I don't know it's something it's definitely yeah. it's definitely simpler also the, the the bandwidth of the sound is different too like even this podcast like listeners you know this I talk about this all the fucking time but 
I talk about music here all the time. I recommend stuff. And I'm like, if you even like that song a little bit, you should buy it because it's going to sound so much better, so much yeah. bigger when you have either the full MP3 or you have the LP or you have some format of it that's, that's bigger and broader because squish shit sounds like it just sounds squished there's mm-hmm. so much squishing going on there's a lot of squishing yeah a lot of yeah. squishing that's why those cassettes are kind of cool in a way because they they're lo-fi but there is like a sound to them it's like a weird depth it's it's I don't know I don't know what it is yeah. I mean you could probably describe it better uh, I mean it's it's just like the murkiness of the Joe Meek stuff that yeah. sounds so good you yeah know? it's a murkiness but there's like a there's like a width to it as yeah. opposed to being sharp and shallow. Yeah. Sure. That's it. <laughs> Murky and deep but sharp versus sharp and shallow. <laughs> How do you describe MP3s? Uh, well, it's murky versus sharp and shallow. Uh, murky versus murky. And, it's like a bog versus a kiddie pool. Uh, MP3 is a kiddie pool with lots of little needles in it. And uh, whereas uh, a cassette or a cassette's like a, like a bog, a very warm bog. With razor blades. With, oh, wait. with like dull, maybe with no. like sticks. Like, yeah, sticks. Like sticks that are Socks. just sharp enough. To feel them, but not sharp enough to penetrate. It's yes. like a like a, a bale of nets, <laughs> a nail of beds, <laughs> and a bed of nails. <laughs> uh, that's a good spoonerism. I haven't thought of that one before. Bale of nets, but which is really just nail of beds, which is that's yeah, inverted on itself. <laughs> nail of beds. Uh, can we get a nail of beds in here, please? Because we've got to we got to we've got to relax quickly. Because if we don't chill out, then we might um, fall out. And tune in before we drop out, and that's the whole. That's the basis of the joke. Uh, I want to play another song from this album because I feel like people should hear it. I try. What what songs do you think we should play? Uh, um, you know it. Well, let's see. Be on time. Don't be late. The Ballad of Abner Alamode. Oh yeah, um, those are both hot ones, aren't they? Sure. Yeah, either one of those. Okay, I want to play one more track here from uh, Fruity Francois and the Fortified Five, the 2013 release from John Nielsen, available on Bandcamp, right? That's the only yeah, place... And, currently, yeah. And LP is coming, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You know, yeah. It's coming. It will be. Okay, yeah. so so uh, buy the buy the stuff on Bandcamp now, and then get the LP when it comes out. It'll be... Because you have to get the LP. Uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but we'll talk about why you have to get the LP because of another LP that came out before this. Here it is. Be on time. Don't be late.
Mas de la... I don't know what I was going to say there. That was more Fruity Francois and the Fortified Five. That was uh, tracks two and three. Beyond Time, Don't Be Late, and The Ballad of Abner a la mode. Absolutely incredible guitar work, John. Ah, oh, thank you. The guitar work is exceptional, which uh, leads me to talk about your other band that you had previous to this, Knife World. That's a... You, get, you, you played... How long did that band... How long, how long did that band around? Let's see... Um, gosh, I guess we probably, I think we started around 2003. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then finally put a record out in 2008. Okay. And that's the record that we talked about earlier. The one that's like the the craziest, most interesting record of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I'll describe people what it is. I just recently <laughs> bought this record in Minneapolis at Jaime's Records. On Lake Avenue, great record store, good dog, good people, uh, and it's uh, it's the whole thing is printed in 3D, and it has as a part of it, it has 3D glasses with it, but those 3D glasses are a part of the LP itself, <laughs> and it's uh, is there anything on, on, online you can see this? Um, it's on Force Exposure, huh? Force Exposure sells it. Uh, I don't know. It is. I'm seeing it right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Force Exposure. So everyone go on Force Exposure and buy this LP. It's the greatest LP. It's incredible. 
I should just read this right now. 400 Minneapolis in 2004, Knife World has converted many unwary bystanders into the true believers through their frenetic gigs in underground venues and occasional club. <laughs> have you read this at all? Uh, it, I think it was, it might have been taken from a article from the city pages, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, if the author is Dan, or Dave Hansen, well, excuse me. Well, it's a quote. There's no, um, there is no uh, oh, author, okay. author credit, but. Yep, okay. Either way, this album is incredible because the, the, uh, the 3D glasses, you guys put them into the, the what's it called? The, the, the label? Matrix. The Matrix? Label Matrix, I guess. <laughs> the Label what, Matrix, yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, the, the center part of the LP where the, the label will be, there are two holes, and one has red and one has uh, what is it? Blue? Yeah. <laughs> what color? Red and blue. And you can uh, you put that record up to your face and look like a really... I want to have a picture of myself holding that record up. That would be a cool photograph, just holding that record to your face, looking through that as like your glasses. And so you guys did that yourselves, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really can't take much credit for the, the drilling of the holes or... Or that bit, but... Um, you literally drilled holes in the, yeah, in the LP. Yeah, Josh, the, the drummer in Knife World, um, uh, he, him and, and James Lindblom, okay. uh, that runs Roratorio Records, they, uh, yeah, took stacks of, I, I think they were able to do up to 10 okay. uh, at a time, but Put it drilled, in a drill press? Uh, yeah, well, it was, yeah, drill press and a, and a hole saw. On a and what saw? Like a hole saw. Oh, okay, got yep. it. Yeah, the kind that had the little yep, exactly. saw that's a hole. Yep. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, drilled those, and then we had labels made um, with the the circles uh, stamped in them, and then wow. uh, took we actually took uh, 3D glasses apart okay. and took the lenses out and then put them on the label and then put them on the record. I get it now. I was wondering how that was possible, but now it makes sense. Yeah. It, that was the... Deceptively simple. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. we tried to make it as simple as possible. It looks amazing, though. It's a record you should definitely get. Knife World's a lot different uh, in terms of the sound of it from 4 to 5.5. Five. It's a b more... How would you describe it? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. You know I mean? It's more sloppy and, and, uh, it's like a, yeah, it's just more raucous and it's bigger, huh? Bigger, louder, faster, louder and faster for sure. Yeah. More, uh, heavy metal influence. The guitar is very present. It's awesome. The guitar work in there is really great. It's like just this ripping, full blasting stuff. It's pretty incredible, all of it. Is that stuff available online at all? Uh, um, it's like, it's it, yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's on iTunes. It is, um, okay. I'm not... And um, yeah, that's. I, I think that's all I know. What's the name of that LP? Uh, it's just called Knife World. Knife World, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so people, go ahead and get that. Maybe I'll, I'll play a little. Uh, I'll play a little piece from that LP here, real quick, and we'll go to a break right now after this song I play. And then when we come back, we'll still be in the episode here of Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton, featuring John Nilsson of the band's Knife World and Fortified Five, and he's brought his guitar. So maybe we're gonna hear something. Uh, hear something live in the mix here on your radio station you're tuned into your dial number one six point five two nine three eight four two one six call us back get us in lead us out show us how you got to where you are today by doing what you weren't doing yesterday okay great bye
Welcome back to Twisting the Wind. You never left, actually. That was just a little break there. You probably heard like a commercial or like maybe a couple sounds. Actually, you probably didn't hear an actual commercial. You probably heard a commercial for the thing you're listening to right now, which is Twisting the Wind here on Feral Audio Network. Uh, John Nilsson's here. We listened to his bands Knife World and Fruity Francois and the Fortified Five, also just known as Fortified Five, right? Yeah. John Nilsson of Minneapolis, Minnesota, here in Los Angeles, California. He has his guitar, and and um, we talked about this just seconds ago about mm-hmm. playing a song, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've been performing uh, lately around places what do you what, you told me some name you performed under it was really, yeah um was senator butthole johnson oh uh, yes is uh <laughs> is one of the yeah one of the names i go under senator butthole johnson does, does that have an origin story or does it just have the origin of being a cool it, thing to say yeah it, it actually i don't know if it really has any origin other than uh well i i guess i used to live with um uh, a couple bandmates, mm-hmm. um, and we would do uh, prank phone calls. Oh, you frequently. did really? Um, wow! And uh, man, it was so fun. Did you ever record those? We never did because oh, um, you know that's like sort of like a addiction of mine in a sense. Oh, yeah. Half man. this half this podcast is me prank. Well, they're not so much pranks as they are phone calls to talk to people in a way that's just very either overly forthright or just some sort of a way that's not normal to yeah. talk to people I don't know. Usually oh, it's corporations yeah, yeah. like a like a shampoo company or a uh, place that sells flashlights or a most recently I think I called a um, a place that does hand, hand sanitizer quite a bit. Yeah. So um, so you, you guys do a lot of prank phone calls? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just two friends. Right. More is just kind of a, a nice greeting. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of times it would be, you know, absurd or offensive or scary sounding or something. <laughs> okay. Um, and, yeah, you know, the only rule is that we just, like, could not actually just say hello. Oh, know, really? And just, oh, okay. you so know, it's like, acknowledge that we were who we were. Or anything. So it's like an ob- sort of very oblique way of doing it, kind of. Yeah, and then you'd hang up and they'd call back and you wouldn't answer it. <laughs> so you'd say you're Senator Butthole Johnson? Um, well, we would just say random things and eventually we just started saying that, you know, one of the characters was we were the senator and then <laughs> it just evolved into buttholes and then Butthole Johnson just seems like it a Sounds nice good, yeah. Johnson does come up in Minnesota quite a bit. The name, yeah. the words Johnson. Right. Yeah, it is a person's name often. <laughs> yeah. But this, to the extent there's a band called Sarah Johnson, that's a joke because it's, everyone knows six Sarah Johnsons in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. So, you're going to play a song, a, a Senator Butthole Johnson song? Yeah. Um, so, so to speak? This is either, yeah, Senator Butthole Johnson or... Um, or sometimes I, I started doing uh, open mics, which I oh, really... Oh, great. Like, I never, ever th- really thought I would do that, but yeah. I just get such a kick out of it. I can see that being uh, a, a really cool thing to see. Yeah. I, well, yeah, just, I don't, I just love to m- just go up there and pretend like I'm, like, clinically insane, <laughs> you know, and 
people often laugh, but then they're also really uncomfortable after they've started laughing. Really? Because I have actually I've brought myself to tears a couple of times, which I mean is I mean sometimes I'm I'm in situations where I'm supposed to cry and I can't. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of weird sometimes. Right. Well, it's, there's something about performance that does that. If you're if you're taking on that mantle when you're performing, sometimes it's really easy to get to that emotional point because it's just this weird scenario because so, if you're up there and you're you're in the moment and you're playing this weird character yeah it's like i've been there it's, it feel, feels kind of good because it's so crazy you're like i'm gonna be this this crazy <laughs> right wow that's crazy that is funny and crazy and good yeah those open mics are something where they're kind of used to anything weird so it's a thing it's almost expected because there's so many true clinically insane people who go there yeah. as this is this is what I do this this is what I do today this is my thing to do today <laughs> yeah. is this yeah. is to tell you guys about this thing that I know about that you need to know about and uh, maybe it's not a performance maybe it's part of a performance maybe it's something but there's so many of them that it's a you're you're fine you can it's okay to be yeah a lunatic. Right. it feels yeah it feels really comfortable yeah I mean I really like a lot of the ones that I've gone to I mean it's been people that just take themselves really seriously. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love going up after them. Have you been to any in L.A.? Uh, you know, I haven't, Okay, actually, no. Yeah, I think the culture here might be a little different, but it can't yeah. be that different. Because there's weird things here where, you know, it's just Hollywood and it's all these performers everywhere, but there's also these places that are right next to legit theater stuff that there's an open mic going on and there's, there's lunatic crazy dudes playing right next to some guy who's working on material who's like a he's a he makes money doing comedy sometimes right. you know yeah. yeah that's such a cool it's a cool mix yeah right so um what what might be does this song have a name or anything or does it um it's okay. yeah i think it's called um <laughs> it's, it's called uh well let's see i'll do one uh called regular sex okay should i dim the lights um, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm dimming the lights. That would be nice. It is kind of a sentimental song. There you go. Um, lights have been dimmed. It's kind of a sad one. Okay, that's good. That's um, fine. I'll take it. All right. Cheryl, we don't have regular sex. What is regular sex? I don't know Our parents don't think we have regular sex What is regular sex? I don't know Where we tried it with the needle nose pliers Still I couldn't put the poop in the shoe at the right time Well I never thought this would divide us Guess it's just our time Guess it's just our time Guess it's just our time Well, that's fine, honey, baby I don't know, it was better with 
put the poop in the shoe at the right time Well, I never thought this would divide us Guess it's just our time Guess it's just our time Guess it's just our time Beautiful. Oh, Clapping. thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it is sad, but it is beautiful. Oh. Sad, but fun. No, it is beautiful, but funny, but sad, but funny. <laughs> a very funny song about regular sex by Senator Butthole Johnson. <laughs> so is that, is that will, will that song appear on something at some point, you think? You know, I've had a lot of really stupid songs like that <laughs> um, for a while, but I just, they're just so dumb. That I've had a hard time recording them. I really, I you know, sometimes I just don't think I have what it takes to really execute it properly. Right. Um, you mean like the recording of it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, what a good, what and what way? Oh man, I just want like really polished. Okay. Really professional sounding. Yeah, that's the thing about about uh, music that's sort of a, a a joke style music or something that's like a it's funny is the production is such an important part of it. Sometimes it just you can't it's, can't, it's hard to get that together. Yeah. Steve and I recorded some uh, songs. I never made them public. I don't know why. I should have. I still I still probably will. But we had this character a while ago. I think I called him uh, something like something, not Scott Stapp. I think I called him Scott Wild. No, because some, I think I called him like, like um, what's the guy from uh, Black uh, Soundgarden called? The late guy. Oh, God, I don't know. I can't remember his name, but it was something Stapp. I had my name like, like David Stapp or uh, Chris <laughs> Stapp, some crap like that. Like I was raised, I was Scott Stapp's son raised by Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. In the house that Scott Weiland does. Something was basically me doing these really shitty, terrible, acoustic uh, 90s rock songs in the vein of of Creed or STP with a little bit of Soundgarden. And I wrote like four of them. And uh, we recorded them once, but Steve did all the the backing tracks, all the guitar and the bass and stuff. I just did the acoustic crap, the acoustic guitar stuff. And they ended up sounding, sounded great. Well, they sounded... In a way, it sounded great in a way that was actual great as opposed to being like great, like highly polished. Because we recorded onto a four track, and so with Steve uh-huh. in, this, in the basement with all of his stuff. So they sound almost like, because uh, the way I sing is not good. So I end up singing like, uh, what's the guy from the Misfits? Um, uh, Glenn Danzig. Yeah, I end up sounding like him without trying to, because that's how I sing. And so it sounds like these these really weird Misfits outtakes that are the worst lyrics you've ever heard but the problem is you can't really understand the the lyrics that well so the so the joke is kind of lost so it's this weird thing where it's hard to describe i think i should just play one for you because i yeah. have them we should listen to one because you would i mean there's, there's only a few people i know who would actually get this shit because it's just so i don't know how to describe it it's really weird but this let me just pause for a second here so i can find these tracks Okay, okay, we're back. Uh, we're not actually, I mean, we didn't actually leave. I just paused it. But um, in this, in the universe in which we're recording, time had passed and we did something. But in the universe in which you're listening, no time has passed at all. Uh, you are gifted through the wormhole of sound. Um, but we have changed. We have changed. We have changed fundamentally as people and it will reflect on the recording. So here's one of the three songs we recorded with Steve. 
think this might be the first one I wrote. Uh, it's called Mama Say, Mama Do. And this is, but this is, uh, this is, this is joke music. It's supposed to be sh- 90s shit rock, but this is what happened when we recorded it. And here it is. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Almost good. <laughs> mama say, mama do. I found out his name is Jake Cornell. That's what I was calling him. Jake Cornell, raised by Scott or fucking what's his name, Chris Cornell, but the son of the legitimate son of Scott Stapp of Creed. The lyrics in there, you can't understand them. But what is the chorus is, Mama say, Mama do. Look at me, then look at you. Take a face and look at you. I just can't stand Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mama said, and you heard, in disguise from the word, broken ears, too much learned, I can still hear you screaming. <laughs> Lies and quivers, fortune tellers, more to this world in an avalanche, take your chance. There's more here to there, there's more here than there was before. You shut behind the door all the gifts your life destroyed. <laughs> Who found the key? Masters, all peons of. Oh, I don't remember any of this shit, man. I don't think that's those are the exact lyrics, but that's that's basically that song. <laughs> that's a legit Cornell. Ugh. Oh my god. Yeah, but it sounds weird, right? It doesn't sound like it's not. It's not produced, obviously. It sounds like it sounds yeah. indie. It sounds rough. So it's this weird thing where it kind of. You know, I listen to him like it kind of sounds good, but that's the problem. It kind of sounds too interesting and not like you, it, to make something yeah, it needs slick. To be more generic. Yeah, it's got to be slick as fuck and yeah. have. Oh uh, yeah. But that's the that's the challenge that people face as as joke musicians. It's um. 
It's hard, man. My friend Trevor Moore, do you know that guy? I don't. He's in this group, sketch group, Whitest Kids You Know. He's been on the podcast before, but he has an album coming out on Comedy Central, actually this Friday, his special. He's a genius at that, but he, what he does... They you know he hires like a studio band like he have like the real yeah. session guys and they do these songs and it sounds it sounds some of them sound too good I feel like not too good in a bad sense but just like I'm burping up my blueberry cold brew shit here but yeah they just sound super slick and I don't know it sounds like it sounds almost like so real it's not it's almost yeah. not funny because it's <laughs> oh, it sounds really like a legit. Uh, Leonard Skinnerd song being played live from the late seventies or something. Right, Ugh, it's good. I want that's what um, to steer it back to you, the guest, John Nielsen. The I was asking you in, in our break when we took the wormhole timeout about um, the poo smeared mirror thing you have because there's this tape that you gave me that I listen to in the car all the time and it's one of it's one of the funniest things I ever heard in terms of. <laughs> It's like this weird thing of you know the Harry Nilsson album, The Point. Yeah, where it's yeah. like a, the story of it, and it's but it's also this I don't know. It's something. How how would you describe that album? Like what what is that? Because um, it's not a regular album. It's not like a regular music album. No, right? I, I consider it a musical. Okay, a musical. So it's yeah. sort of like something like a Zappa type type thing. In yeah. A way. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's no doubt about it. I mean, it's definitely influenced by that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like set out to like mimic what they were doing but right i really i mean it all actually came from a mushroom trip really. okay great that's, i mean that's good because most most of the time you don't get anything from a mushroom trip other than like new s new like endorphins and peace of mind you don't actually usually get a sure. a piece of something creative i feel like anything i've ever written down from those mushroom trips i have to like, I don't know what this means, but it sure meant a lot to me at the time when I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. So how, so that well, came from a mushroom trip. How did it come out of that? Um, well, it was several of us. We were actually working the door at a show at Medusa, and okay. I don't know how it spiraled into the pleasurable, precious Parpus powder, <laughs> but <laughs> we just funny. started saying that over and over, and it right. just kept on snowballing into more and more development of this story uh -huh. and what the purpose was like this the, genesis like creating a, a world of this that this yeah. thing lived in okay yeah and and it just kept going and somehow i convinced a group of people to actually do it you just recorded it like a little uh, like a radio well, play we, almost i it was right actually um the reason it happened was cuz knife world was uh scheduled to play a couple of shows okay but uh, but Josh quit the band, um, okay. and I still had these shows, and I didn't want to back down from mm -hmm. the show because it was going to be a fun, wild time. Yeah, That's so I just shows. decided that this would be it. So you did these live? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, I mean, at first it was just terrible sounding music. Okay, and then we developed that slightly. And then, uh, and then the whole mushroom trip happened, and then the whole thing came together. Okay, so the the purpose of the purpose powder uh -huh. happened after the music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of the music was. I mean, the music is really loose. Okay, so That's I mean, it was like incidental music. Yeah, it's just kind of like you know giving directions of just like where to kind of change things or something. Right. Um, there was loose structure. So, as far as the tape, the album, is that uh, recorded live? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Really? Um, some of the skits are 
you know, those were recorded after the fact okay. and edited together. Got it. Um, but we did perform that uh, that same show a couple of times. Wow. Um, yeah. And I'd say it really only worked once. It's a delicate thing. But it was a it was def it it worked. Yeah, because the tape I w- I uh, w- would like it to be online so I could play it for people. But it's not currently, is it? No, it's, it's not. Just cassette. Um, How can people even get the cassette if they want it? Uh, you know, actually, I've got a box full of them. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but man, you got to upload that to to your Bandcamp and have it be just a, yeah. a single track you buy for five dollars. Yeah, I you know, I, I really just... It's hard. I live in the dark ages. Yeah. Um, I mean, you should look at my phone. It's an antique. <laughs> um, it was connected to the wall for a long time. Really? But, uh, you know, I had to join. Yeah, I had to join society. the wireless network. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm just terrible at that stuff. Bad at yeah. self-promotion, bad at any of that stuff. But you're right. I, I really would like to share that one with because people because it was... A hell of a lot of fun. I really like it. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I heard this and I'm like, I really want people to hear this because I think it's so funny. It's funny in a way that I haven't heard something be funny in a long time, but it's so absurd and it's so, uh, but it's so serious in its absurdity. Like the the characters in there are, so, I love that, that sort of thing where it's this, oh, we, we have to do this because <laughs> if we don't, uh, Shermaya will be, will be Dunderfilm into the, like that kind of thing. It's just the, the, the seriousness, but it's all clearly absurd as shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll find a way to rip that, a piece of that cassette and, pl- and plaster it onto this podcast for people to listen to and they can get a little taste of that Phil. It's good. I, I think it's real good. It's cool. It's quality. It's worth putting out there. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah, it was a hard one to keep together. I mean, everybody in that band, there was nine of us. Oh, shit. Okay, that's and a good band. everybody, I'd say, I mean, is by no means insane, but has a quirky personality. So you mean so, flaky as hell hell. <laughs> yes, that is, a couple of them suffer from that. Flakiness. And yeah. then, uh, and everybody is just... An odd duck in general. It. Um, it was, I mean, it was a miracle that we all got together even just like once to practice, yeah. you know? Uh, oh, man. I mean, recording that record was such a pain for me. I bet. Uh, just to get everybody in the same spot and just to do, you know. The same thing. The same thing. At the yeah. same time. Uh, do you want to play us, play us out of here? Sure. Okay. What do you want to play? We could just play something. You could just we could just make something up or something. Or oh yeah, um, I don't know. It's your choice. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to play this thing. You don't want to play the guitar? Well, I I, I will. Okay. If you want me to, maybe yeah, just play something, and I'll just uh, okay talk about the sponsors. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, no stakes. No mistakes. No mistakes. And... No stakes. Okay. Um, I could hook up. Uh, you know, let me pause real quick. Hold on.
back to Twisting the Wind. We're going to take you out here now on a breathy, adventurous uh, dip net. It's a dip. It's a hold on. It's a dip net. It's a dip net. Okay. We've got a couple dip nets we're going to be using in this Alpine stream pond. And uh, there's a guy here named uh, Tavin. Tavin, Tavin, uh, uh, Tav, I can understand Tavin, but Tavin has difficulty talking by himself. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. That's about as much as you're going to get out of Tavin these days. But, 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 just because that's the case doesn't mean that we can't find a place for him in our lives and in our hearts and everything. We're going to be together for just a little bit longer. So thank you so much for listening to Twisting the Wind. Uh, please be sure to go on to the SoundCloud, the 455 SoundCloud, and buy the music. Download it to your fucking device, boxy motherfucker, because otherwise the world stops and we all die inside the world like a ball of shit that's been crusted over but still wet inside. Have you ever noticed that, that certain pieces of shit appear to be dry on the outside, but when you crack them open to add them to your papyrus plant that you're growing in the front yard, it suddenly reveals itself to be continually... T- continue to be moist on the inside. You notice that? You have. You have whiskers in your dads? Yeah, both dads. Both dads. Both dads have whiskers. So you're a, you're a cat baby is what you're trying to say here. Two times. Two times cat baby. Uh, once that's, that's a phenomenon we've witnessed a lot here on the other side is cat babies and their mothers and fathers. But if you have a two-dad cat babe with an double Xer and no Y in there, you're going to find yourself deeply replenished from a place that the source amplitude modulation is not a 420-friendly thing. Because we're looking for 420-friendly people. That is, people who like to smoke dank. People who like to smoke cub. You ever smoke cub? Dank. You smoke dank or cub? <laughs> cub, it's backwards for duck. Because we all know the best dank smells like a fucking duck butt. Water off a duck's back is how I feel when I'm dipped. I got dipped. Listen, here's the truth once. I was in San Francisco. I was dipped deep in the dank duck buck. And I had a hell of a pound of cub on me. It was compressed into a banana shape. I went on down to Hayden Ashbury and I got a drip coffee. I dipped it in there and it all dissolved and the smell was everywhere. All these motherfuckers started running from the corners saying, Hey, let me get a piece of that. Let me get some of that cub. Let me get some of that cub, mother frash. And all I had to do was just tell them it was cub, and they all ate it up and got so high that we couldn't see. It was like a zombie nightmare inside of my face. We're all there. It was terrible. It was horrible. It was be sure to get a fucking t-shirt from Twisting the Wind. They're still available. Go online. There's only a few left, okay? How's that for a postscript, honey? Uh, thanks for listening. Um, oh, 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 does that get louder? How loud can you play that? Oh, how did it 
Files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.